You are listening to a Natural Products Insider podcast. With Sandy Almendares, Editor-in-Chief. Brought to you by Supply Side East, April 9 through 10 in Secaucus, New Jersey. And welcome to a Supply Side West edition of the Healthy Insider Podcast. I am Sandy, and on the phone, I've got two impressive folks um, from Omni Active Health Technologies. Got Brian Appel, who is Marketing Manager, and Rushva Parihar, who is Corporate Social Responsibility Consultant for the Omni Active's Improving Lives Foundation. And as noted in Rushva's title, we are here to talk about uh, that Improving Lives Foundation, which OmniActivist says is the company's most ambitious corporate responsibility project, and it has a commitment to bring positive change to communities, customers, and its consumers. So let's uh, get started. Um, What is the Improving Lives Foundation? As you rightly mentioned, the OmniActive um, Improving Lives Foundation is an initiative by OmniActive Health Technologies. And the aim of the foundation really is to give back to the communities that have helped build the company as it is, um, as it is today. Um, We are a vertically integrated company and we work a lot with farmers. And um, farming in India is is not looked at as an aspirational occupation. Um, It's community-led and it's usually in smaller holdings and uh, which usually leaves the rural communities at a disadvantage and because they're at a disadvantage they often choose to way away from farming or try to look for other opportunities um, in urban cities where they live in you know work as laborers and it's not you know, we're leaving behind an entire occupation that has uh, fuels our growth in many ways. So the foundation really aims at looking at how we can improve the lives of these farmers, how we can uh, make things better uh, and give back to the community that has helped us. And I noticed that there was, in the press release, there is a, a gender equality aspect to this. Can you speak to that? Yes. Sure. So. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, that rural communities are already at a disadvantage in terms of access to many facilities. And even though there are many development programs and aid programs that are designed to reach out to these rural communities, even in these programs, I think uh, what happens on the ground in India that we've noticed is that women get left out of that aid or that access. So they are often the ones who are left the furthest behind. And what we wanted to do was really address that um, in a very systematic way uh, by asking the women things that they need and addressing those issues first, because there is a lot of work that is being done um, for communities in general. The government and various aid organizations around the world are doing many, many things, but there are still people who are being left behind and are not being able to come out of poverty and live better and enriched lives. And so we said we will start there. We'll start at, at ground zero. We'll speak to women and we'll understand um, what they need and then we'll build a program around it. So that's what we started to do. So in 2016, 
uh, we actually started to go to the farmers and um, in southern Karnataka where we work still in India and we started with something which uh, I think is very different in terms of the approach we went to the trees we were we were there we spoke to all the villagers we spoke to school teachers we spoke to the local government we spoke to the local hospital and um, we tried to understand what are the issues that they are facing and how many of these issues can we really solve uh, we narrowed down doing five things um, which we thought would help them based on the inputs that we got from from the communities sandy this is brian i think just to kind of add to what rush has been uh, saying here is that our approach here was really to look at the Improving Lives Foundation as not just a sustainable or sustainability program in the classic sense as it relates to you know raw materials or ingredients or growing conditions. That the approach here was really to look at a commu the communities that support us, as he said before, and how do we do that effectively so that we're giving back to them and we're helping to build those communities that have helped build us as a company. And as he said, we've identified those key areas. And I think what's important to note is what Rushfa and, and the team has been doing is making sure that we're not duplicating efforts per se that, uh, that's been going on with other NGOs in the area, that we really took a community level, local government level approach to this to really see what it is that they need and to and to address those concerns directly with the communities. And, and as he found and as we found is that some of those big issues uh, outside of just, you know, health related issues, that gender equality was a big issue that came up, continued to be uh, an issue that Russia and the team um, addresses. And again, it's in an effort to really build those communities because within those communities too, and Rushfa, correct me if I'm wrong, these women do, you know, are contributors to the, not only the community life, but they also are actively working in the farms uh, alongside um, the, the men in, in those uh, farms. Absolutely. Uh, you know, women, women take on dual roles in rural communities, particularly where we're working, where they take on the role of a homemaker where they wake up early in the morning and they um, you know prepare the food and get the get the household chores going and then they also then go with their husbands to the fields and work there and then come back and then continue to to make um, food and continue chores that they need to do with the house and make sure that everything is ready so in in that sense i think it's i feel it's really unfair that we don't ask women the things that they need and help them live their lives better so I think what we're doing with the Omni Active Improving Lives Foundation become, I think, is a great step. And if we, I can tell you some really interesting stories from the impact that it has created on the ground for women and on their day-to-day -day lives. Well, please, please enlighten us. I'd, I'd love to, to hear a story. Okay. Uh, so, you know, one of the programs that we run is, um, is a program for, to tackle anemia. So I don't know if you know this, but about 50% of Indian women um, suffer from, from some level of anemia and about between 20 to 30% of maternal deaths um, are attributed towards anemia. So it's a serious concern and it is a, uh, it's an illness that can be solved with better diets, with healthier eating. Um, 
but obviously because of lack of access um, they don't people don't always end up looking at their diet and nutrition very very closely and i think that that creates um, a negative impact on their health so for anemia what we've uh, the pro what we've tried to design this program is to look at it from a screening uh, perspective to look at to screen women who are um, to screen women for anemia and then treat all those women who are diagnosed as anemic we're also looking at it from an education perspective where we are educating women men and children on what anemia is and how you can prevent it and we're also distributing um, seeds um, for iron rich vegetables which they can plant in their little kitchen gardens so that they can have better nutrition so one of the stories that I like to tell you from this program was just uh, I was in the village a few days ago and um, we had a really really interesting story that happened last month there was a young girl she's about 16 years old and her name is Maya uh, she was diagnosed as anemic and she has a twin sister who, um, who was not anemic. And uh, she understood um, what it entails and how she can solve it. And she was very motivated to do it. But she was not, uh, her parents would, did not believe that she had an illness or that her fatigue and her back pain was being caused because of lack of nutrition. Um, so she forced them to actually come to one of our workshops that we conduct in the village and and after that I spoke to them and at the end of the workshop they were they were suddenly like you know what we understand what you're saying because these are all the symptoms that my that my daughter is exhibiting um, and they listened to us and they took her to the doctor the next day and they gave her got her we got her the medication that she needs she needed to be put on iron and folic acid supplements and when I met her last week, she was much better. She said that, you know, my back has stopped hurting. I've started helping out in household chores and I don't uh, faint. Sometimes she used to faint earlier uh, while she was helping out her mother when she'd come back after school. And she's like, I haven't done that in a month, all thanks to this little pill that I've been taking. And I'm like, that's that's wonderful. And another just if you'd indulge me in another story, um, can I? Tell you another one? Oh, absolutely. We, we love these stories. Okay. So in just another one related to the same program, we so we started this program in 2017 in a village called Berambadi. And um, it has done really well, uh, really well over there. We've had about 70 households that have planted these kitchen gardens and are eating the, you know, better food and have better vegetables and plants um, and leafy vegetables and roots and stuff that are included in their diet now and the one of the guys who lives in that village his name is Ganesh Appa uh, and um, he has seen such a big impact on his family through just better eating that he has taken up this cause to spread the message of having healthy eating through vegetables to better vegetables across the neighboring villages. So as we are expanding our program and we are going to new villages and we are speaking to women there, he comes there with a with his little trolley full of vegetables to sell to them, being like, see, you've heard this now, I want you to all eat healthier from now. Um, which to us is very, very inspiring because we feel like at least we're creating some positive change and it gives us the motivation to continue to move forward. Fantastic.
Um, so why, I mean, why, I mean, of course, all of these fabulous stories and all the good things that are coming from the Improving Minds Lives Foundation, but why was it important to, for OmniActive to do this as opposed to just relying on an NGO or some other uh, organization? I think one of the one of the biggest reasons was that I think OmniActive was very committed from the very beginning. Uh, the when we when I started working with them, when we started this idea of the Improving Lives Foundation itself, was that we want to do something that's going to positively impact everyone who has contributed to our growth as a company. So that's not just it's the farmers, it's going to be the employees, the customers, and the consumers that eventually use our products. Um, so the aim is to really create this um, strategy that's going to help us give back to everyone, all the stakeholders involved um, in some way or the other. And so we said we want to definitely work positively with the community. So we've started also with the Marigold Belt, um, which is the, the area that grows lutein, which is our, um, our first, our mo uh, one of our biggest products. And we're slowly in this year, for example, expanding to the area that also grows paprika. Um, and slowly, I'm hoping that over the next few years, we'll have you know started giving back to all the communities that are contributing to our success. And I just want to build on what Rushva said too. And, and Rushva, you kind of touched on it before too that when you look at the farming landscape in India, a lot of uh, farmers that we interact with are small rural farmers and within you know within those communities there are issues related to health there are issues related to gender equality more so than in more developed areas of india like in the cities so one of our focuses as has been as it relates to the farmers to try to retain that small farming business model to help make it more profitable or more sustainable so that those communities are um, sustained as well. Uh, as Rushfa touched on before, it's, it's, it's very difficult for farmers to have a profitable business. And what often happens is that younger members of those communities um, leave the community to go look for a job in the city or something like that. So part of our focus, and because we are a raw material supplier and we want to help those communities, is to try to make farming a sustainable, a profitable practice, because we feel that by doing that, you're not only helping the farmers, but you're also helping the communities that where those farmers live. And it's not just about helping develop technology or giving them non-GMO seeds for the marigolds, but it's also looking deep into the communities as well and addressing some of those fundamental issues. So besides for uh recording a podcast with me um, and uh, launching the initiative at Supply Side and, and making a, a big splash there. How, what is OmniActive doing to let its finished brand partners and then consumers know about the in initiative? So I think what we're doing is, well, for our, you know, our first part here is to make sure that what we're doing on our side is aligned with what's really important for those communities. We are actively talking to our brand partners about this, and it's more uh, to create an alignment with them in terms of if there's an interest for them to help support us in this endeavor. 
So we're not looking to commercialize this per se, but we're really looking to see how we can build greater partnerships with our brand partners to help reinforce what we're doing within the communities, with the communities uh, that help support us uh, on, the, on the back end side. So right now, I think, Sandy, it's really more about educating. It's more about just creating the awareness of what we're doing. So our brand partners, if interested, can help support uh, us and get involved with this, with this program. Again, we're looking at this as a community-wide program, and we would love for brand partners to help contribute and help build a, a greater uh, program to help these farmers and these communities that we work with. Well, excellent. Thank you so much. I, I'm really energized by this foundation, and I, I can't wait to see what you, else you guys can do uh, as it grows and, and um, gets more support. Um, so thank you so much, uh, Brian and Rushva, for joining me today on this podcast to talk a little bit more about it. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you so much. For more award-winning podcasts from industry experts, go to insider.com and click in the podcast section. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts by searching Healthy Insider Podcast. Hit subscribe to never miss an episode. To join the conversation about the supplement industry, leave a comment on the podcast's Twitter, Facebook, or SoundCloud accounts. This episode has been brought to you by Supply Side East, April 9 through 10 in Secaucus, New Jersey.